Welcome to the Pub Sports Podcast. I am your host, Nathan Alford, coming to you from Studio B today for a weekly show. A weekly show in which we've got player interviews. You asked for it, we are providing. Now, uh, before we get to those player interviews, just as a reminder, coming up on October 20th, we have Open House. You're interested in going to prep, you know, you're right now in middle school, check out Open House. The teachers are there, even some students are there. It's a good time good opportunity to just get to see what prep is all about now if you did have the opportunity to go to the financial aid luncheon and see ann mccain and mclean speak uh that was enjoyable you know she actually did stick around and speak to the students the next day and even grade school kids in the area after all that controversy um she still came out and uh provided a nice commentary into you know where prep has has gotten her and her life as far as a, a nasa astronaut now player interviews today. Uh, we sat down with some cross-country runners. We sat down with a, uh, a volleyball, no, sorry, no volleyball player, a soccer player, and then two slow-pitch softball people. Now, I think you're really going to enjoy it. The uh, The two cross-country runners were Jody and Sam, uh, great people. And then uh, our one soccer player we had this week was uh, Elena. And then uh, for our two softball uh, gals, we had DJ and Julia, and uh, they were a, a, a riot. I mean, two girls that brought the energy, a lot of laughter, uh, and clearly enjoyed uh, each other's company and for that interview. So it was uh, it was pretty informal, just an opportunity to sit down and have a conversation, and uh, something I think you guys are really going to enjoy during this bye week. So prep, no football, obviously, today, Friday. Uh, next week, we've got Ferris at Albie, and uh, we'll be looking forward to that. So this week, decided to scale it back. Not as football heavy, uh, but after those player interviews, stick around because we've got our famous all-in segment with Scott Alford. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. All right. Welcome to the Pup Sports Podcast. We are on location today, and uh, we have the privilege of doing two roundtable kind of talks. And uh, the first one that's kicking it off today is uh, actually two cross-country runners and a soccer player. So I'm really, really pleased to be joined by Jody, Elena, and Sam. Thanks so much for joining me today. Of course. Yeah. yeah, thanks so much, guys. Now, uh, Jody and Sam, you guys are the cross-country runners, correct? Yes. yes. And Elena, you are our lone soccer player, correct? Yeah. All right. Now, here's what I want you guys to do for me and for those out there listening. Let's go through this, how the season's going so far, all right, uh, who you are, obviously, all right, and then uh, your number on the on the field, or I guess for you guys, you won't necessarily have a cross-country number, but Elena, you can let everyone know your number so when they're at a soccer game, hopefully soon, they can pick you out. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start with Elena. Go ahead and kind of update us on the soccer season and uh, a little bit of your story. Um, so far, we're 4-0 in the GSL. We recently, last Friday, just beat Meade, who this year we think is our biggest competitor in penalty kicks, which is really stressful. I was one of the takers. Also, Chelsea, Kai, and Maddie all made theirs, and Eden also made a great save to help us win. So we started strong in this league so far. And I think today we play Rogers, so it's we kind of have a little bit of a break. And then our last week of the season, we have U High on their senior night at U High. And then we have Stevie at home for our senior night. And so that's one of our biggest weeks to end off with. It's been going pretty well. That's awesome. And what uh, what's your soccer number again? I'm 12. And you're what position on the field? I'm a center back. All right, okay, awesome. All right, now let's hear it, Jody. Give us a little update on the uh, the girls' cross-country team. How are we doing? Um, the girls are trying pretty hard. Um, 
our goal is to end up at state, but we'll see how it goes. Um, our biggest like competitors right now are CV and NC, so we'll see how we end up doing beside them. Okay. All right. All right. Now, Sam, give us an update and uh, also update us on uh, how you did at Mountain West. Boys cross country this year, our only goal is to make the state. We have not gone to state in the last 22 years, so we're trying to end the drought this year. We believe we're in one of the toughest leagues in the country, the GSL. Our biggest competitors are probably Mead, LC, CV, except we kind of beat CV when we when it ran against them earlier this year. But we're competing really importantly this weekend at Tracy Walters' invite. We'll be facing off against NC, Rogers, Mead, LC, and some Montana schools as well. So it's going to be highly competitive, and it's really going to determine whether we're going to be able to beat LC later in the season when it comes down to regionals to try and make the state. Okay, all right. No, I look forward to that. That'll be great to kind of get an update on how you guys do over the weekend. That's great. Now, uh, before we get rolling into uh, too heavy a topics, I kind of want to start light in the sense of uh, cafeteria food, okay? Now, I remember my days here as Bullpup, and uh, there, were some, uh, there were some quick favorites for lunch. Uh, what I want to hear from you guys is what remains a, maybe a potential favorite for uh, lunch if you do buy lunch at school. Whoever wants to take it first. I buy lunch at school every okay. day, just out of laziness. It's force of habit. I don't like to pack my own lunches. So I used to buy whatever the menu of the day item was, whether it's like a cheeseburger or a hot dog or a corn dog or anything like that. But my friends all made fun of me, all the other runners, because they eat salads at lunch. Caesar salads are really <laughs> but, but I don't I don't like salads at all. So I get a Caesar wrap every day. There's chicken, some I think it's ranch in there, lettuce, all the healthy items, but it's my favorite. All right. <laughs> Go for the salad. Okay. What about you guys? Um, I don't really know. I've packed a lunch every single day for so the you're past sack lunch three years. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to wait in the line. It's so way too long. Do you make your own sack lunch at home now? Um, half the time. Sometimes my mom, if she wakes up early enough, does it, but it depends. Those are the days. Okay. So, roll fast. What's your sandwich of choice then? PB and J? Yeah. PB and J. Okay. All right. That's healthy. That's good. All right. What do you got? Um, I'm also a sack lunch. Wow. Yeah, I never really buy. Never really buy. Okay, does this change for break? Do you guys buy at break? No, no I bring my own snack. Yeah. The line just gets so long, and if you're not there fast enough, you're waiting for ever. But that is the, the, the magic. The pot muffin, the burrito. The... Occasionally, I'll buy uh, cookies. So. <laughs> you guys are disappointing me. I was, I was expecting a overwhelmingly... It's the chicken sandwich, because that's what I loved when I was here. They did that. I don't know. It wasn't even that special. It was like a piece of, like, fried chicken, like a little chicken patty, and, like, a bun. And it was the best thing ever. I don't know why I obsessed over it, but that was that was a for-sure buy every time that I uh, went through the lunch line. Now, um, can you guys go off campus for lunch? No, no. not so anymore. So did away with that. I think a couple years ago. I think three Three yeah. or two, three yeah. Or two. yeah. It's recently. Does that bum you out? Yeah. Yeah. It bums a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Okay, where would you go though? You get what, 30, 35 minutes for lunch? Where could you possibly go? Um, Northtown is like five minutes away, so there's food, like Division Street's right there, so there's a lot of different options that are just five minutes away. Okay, now if if so, now you guys have pregame meals or maybe a meal you enjoy before you do play, uh, is there a place that you guys will go to? for that, that meal before you run or you, you play? Uh, yeah, on meet days every Wednesday, the cross-country team kind of gathers in our cross-country office. 
we, we try to watch film or whatever it's called like hype <laughs> we can't really watch film for runners but like just motivation of the other teams running really slowly watch that and get hyped for our race but yeah we, we eat together in the cross country office okay but what what is it salads <laughs> yeah it, whatever they choose to eat I'll have my Caesar wrap of salads or whatever else they can buy what about you, Landon? Does the soccer team go anywhere before games? Um, we either have, if we have an earlier game, we have a lunch together, or if it's at 6.30, we have a dinner. But most of the time, it's pasta, lasagna, salad, and just carbs. Okay, that's good. Anything, Jody? Did the girls team do anything different um, than salad guy over here? Before races, <laughs> uh, the night before, <laughs> we have um, dinners together. So. Okay. And it's typically pasta and Yeah, and carb load, carbs, that makes yeah. sense. Okay. Uh, now, what are your thoughts on Chick-fil-A coming to Spokane? What do you guys think? I'm very excited for I'm so excited. Whenever we go to Seattle, we always stop. Okay. I like that. One of our had Chick-fil-A. You're missing out. <laughs> Man, you're, you've not lived. Okay. That's fine. I'll All right. Well, that's good. Oh, oh <laughs> no, we're getting into that conversation. We don't Popeyes. Have to. All right. Uh, no, but that's good. Well, when it opens up, make sure you're first in line, okay? Stop by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I... Uh, the, uh, the profile of the graduate used to be a common thing at prep when I was here. And I remember I had Higgins as a teacher my sophomore year for geometry, and he used to grill us on, you know, put us on the spot and tell us, what's the profile of a graduate at prep? Can any one of you guys name the profile? Um, the, 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 I think it's like the four things that go five. It's five. five. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> See, I, I'm too far <laughs> away. Yeah. Look at me look, trying to be the expert here. Yeah. Um. Uh, who's got it? Who's got? It? Could you do it as a team? Maybe committed a team. Committed okay. to justice. All right, there's one. That was mine. Loving. Yeah, that's loving. Something. Intellectual. Com- In- competent. Yeah, intellectually yeah, yeah. 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 competent. Um. Um. <laughs> um committed. Something about growth, isn't there? Open to growth. Open to growth. Yeah. What's the last one? Is it religious or something? Yeah, like I think so. To yeah. doing justice? I thought that was the yeah. first one. Said, well, you said the first one? Okay. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. something yeah. religious. I feel it? like it's something religious. Yeah. Wow. Do you know what it is? No, I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you guys are here. No, uh, that's pretty good, though. All right. I think that um, you need to go back to the drawing board. You need to know that before the end of the year, okay? Because are you guys all seniors? I'm a junior. Junior. Okay. All right. One more year. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Now, uh, Anne McLean came and spoke yesterday to you guys as a, as a school, and there was even grade schools in the area that came and were there for her talk. What were some of the takeaways you guys had from her speech? Well, I, I think I can speak for all of us to say it was a little bit inspiring, at least. Like, I don't want to be an astronaut, yeah, at least before that, but I, I, I can understand it now. I can see that why someone would even want to do that. It's just crazy that she would go through that much schooling and that much struggle and waking up that early every day to go out and try and accomplish your goal. So yeah. I was impressed by that. Yeah, I was also inspired by that. Just like, cause she was saying before, after, before she graduated high school, she was just a normal person. And like, she didn't have to be something great to become great. Like she strived afterwards. It was just a normal person can be an astronaut and go into space. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's cool that she uh, walked through these hallways and look where she is now, so. Yeah. I think one of the things that I found fascinating, because I, you know, I didn't hear her speak to you guys, but I went to the financial aid luncheon, was the fact that she still got nervous. Like she went up there and she was still scared like any human would be. And I think the last thing that was the biggest takeaway that I had from her speech was that, talk about a lady that has seen it all. 
mean, like she has been the furthest out there that a lot of people or astronauts have been, done a spacewalk, been and seen the Earth. And the one thing she said that is still of highest value and that you cannot replicate is people, relationships, community. Then that's the one thing you miss when you're up there in space. When you have it all, you know, you literally have had this massive accomplishment, you still come back to, yeah, but my family or, you know, my friends or the people that got me here, that's still what matters to me above anything else. Pretty impressive. Now, uh, did you know that Anne McLean was a uh, rugby player? I did not know that. No. Yeah, she was a collegiate rugby player, so she was an athlete herself. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, no, and the more and more I've kind of found out about Anne McLean, she's even more of an amazing success story for sure. Yeah, but that, no, that's great perspective. Glad to hear that you guys enjoyed that, that talk with her. Now, um, what makes a good team? Okay, you guys are all on teams. I know for cross country, it's a little bit more individualistic where, yes, you want to do the best that you can because you can place individually. Um, but soccer, obviously, it's heavily revolving around a team game. Um, but talk a little bit about what you guys see as kind of what makes a good team. Well, I would almost argue that cross country is more team-based than it is individual-based. Okay. And you could try to relate it back to Anne McLean's talk. She said, you can go fast alone or you can go far together. So like, that's even relevant like on the team runs we do. Like our fastest guy, Jonas Barris, he can go really fast all along way ahead of us. But if we're all running together, I'm sure we can make it way farther. We can go to LC and back if we're all running together, you know? And going to state, I don't know if I can make it to state all alone this year. But with my teammates behind me, pushing me, our number three, Caleb and Jake McIntyre, if they're pushing me the whole way, I think we can go a lot farther than I ever could alone. That's great. No, I, I completely agree with that. That's awesome. Yeah, I'd say um, how we all support each other. It really yeah. makes us... It's um, a family, right? Yeah, team. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right, Elena, lay it on us. Um, for our soccer team, being a family is probably the most important. Okay. We drill it hard once we find out like who for sure is on varsity, like getting close, getting to know each other. Because when you look in the GSL, teams that are closer and pick each other up during games, they're just tight and loving. They go further because they pick themselves up. And there's teams we play against where they yell at each other and are just straight out mean. And they break down and it's just not good. Yeah. Just being family is very important. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I think that one of the things I like is, I think it was like a year ago, it was a college basketball team and it had been, you know, it kind of come down to like a last second shot and a, a guy, you know, I think took a bad shot, didn't make it kind of thing. And he had his head down as he was walking down the other end of the floor and he had a teammate come and put his arm around him and literally lift his chin to kind of like keep your head up kind of thing. I think that's important. I really do think that that's important in all of athletics, even if it's something that where you can individually place, a team is still that driving factor that I think is an awesome point. Now, uh, what would you say are your guys' uh, roles, perspective roles on your teams? What do you bring to your team to kind of make it a cohesive unit? What do you think you add to your team? Um, for soccer, so last year we only had two seniors and they're both center backs. Okay. So this year we had to find people who can step in. Yeah. So I stepped in and another girl named Lydia. And as being a center back, we have to be like the talkative, commanding on the field because we're in the very back, so we see everything. So we're like the main defensive player, but we also have to talk and help with the attack and just make sure people know who they're tracking and 
just kind of help out on where to pass and who's open. Yeah, okay. No, I like that a lot, that's great. As seniors on their cross country team, I think it's very important to be positive. So that's our goal this year, just trying to be positive um, through everything. Okay. Yeah, no, I can, I can imagine where, you know, you're running a couple miles every day. You need some positivity to keep you going. Uh, I am number two on my team, um, yeah. and I try to lead along with my teammates Liam Hurley and Jonas Bears, who are also seniors. And there's a couple other guys on JV as well. But I feel like everyone on cross country sort of has an equal role. It doesn't matter if you're JV or varsity. Everyone brings a different aspect to the team. So whether you score points for your team or not, if you're just another guy on JV, that's just as important because you're pushing everyone else along with you. Yeah. Uh, in uh, AP Macro, Sagadelli says a rising tide lifts all boats, and it's the same thing in cross country. Okay. The last guy on the team pushes everybody else up with him. All right. No, that's great. Now, for me, I mean, when I played athlete, you know, sports and was heavily involved in athletics, the games are fun. The games are what you look forward to in every capacity or for you guys meets. Um, now, why would you say practice is important, though? Why can't you just show up at a game and, you know, if you're having fun or you're talented, why can't you just show up to the game and win? Why is practice important? I think you can't be good at anything if you don't practice it. Like even looking at like in-game scenarios or just whether you're talking about your foot skills, your passing, your shooting, or just running your physical fitness, you can't do anything if you haven't accomplished it before in practice. No one just pops off an insane time in cross country without putting in the work every day at practice. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, we have to work because there's times after games where we watch the game film and we see we couldn't pass, we couldn't do a certain thing. So we use practices to do drills and so we can get better at it and, like, do it at a slower pace. So when we do get in a game, we can accomplish what we couldn't do last game. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say you just need to work at it to be able to do it in the meet. Otherwise, you probably would not be able to. And Yeah. Now, it's a common phrase I remember, especially being a product of a, a coach's son. It's something to be coachable. What does being coachable mean to you guys? I mean, and, and how tough is that for you guys, if you're going to be honest or not? Um, to be coachable means, like, you're open and, like, you're listening to your coaches. If they tell you you're doing something wrong and, like, to change what you're doing, like, you change it because the coach sees for the better. So sometimes for some girls it seems hard because they're used to a certain thing, especially coming from club to high school, playing with different girls and, like, different levels. But... I think for the most part, it's for our team right now, it's really good. Like they list, everybody listens to the coaches, they do what they need to do, and if they need to change something, they do it. Yeah. What about as a runner? I mean, like that, that's something I've always found to be tough. I mean, because if, if you are running, you are in shape, and, and you're out there all alone. I mean, it's not you, like your coach can be there every moment of the race. So for you guys, what does it mean to be coachable? I think it's trusting even when you don't believe in what they're telling you. Like, if they tell you that you should lead the first mile, you, you, you don't necessarily believe that. You're like, you know what, I'm not that fast. But you have to trust that they know what they're doing and they're trying to set you up for success every time. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just so easy to, like, get frustrated with the coaches saying, like, you can go faster. But, I mean, they do know best and they don't, like, know you. So you got to listen to them. Yeah. No, I, you know, I used to always, you know, take it sometimes as a personal attack. If a coach were to say something to me or coach me up, it was like, why are you focusing on me? Like, what about everyone else out there? Or, you know, they made that mistake and you didn't talk to them that way. And, you know, sometimes it's just for the fact they see it because a coach can't see everything all the time. 
but if they do see it, they want to bring that to your attention. And then sometimes the level of expectation a coach has for you, they want to, you know, you want you to live up to that expectation. So they may push you a little bit more because they see a little bit more of that potential. So I think that you guys all raised excellent points. Um, but yeah, that was just kind of always my thought that early on I had to learn to kind of not take it personal if a coach were to say something because it was all out of love, you know. Now, uh, being a leader on a team, I, 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 usually, I usually think it's more of uh, an inherent trait, like it's something that someone has or doesn't have. Um, but how would you guys say you lead or add to the leadership of your prospective teams? I would say that I add to the leadership of my team, at least the, the boys' team, by trying to include everyone in the conversation, yeah. regardless of speed or whether I talk to you outside of my sport or not. I feel like some other senior leaders take the, the more dominant role. Like they're the ones leading us through stretches, through warm-ups, and giving guidance on like where we should be in our races. But I just try to make sure everyone feels included in the sport and knows that they're welcomed anytime at lunches, after school, if they need a ride. I just try to make sure everyone feels welcomed on the team. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I kind of same with Sam, because we do have our three senior captains who lead and have a dominant role. But I feel like most of the time, my role, like helping with the captains, comes during a game. Because yet again, like I'm a center back, I'm in the back. So I have to be vocal and talk and just lead on the field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think leading, um, it helps like push um, others and I think um, just helping them like get through stuff and especially with cross country just trying to push them through workouts and everything mm -hmm. yeah absolutely now the the last thing I would love to hear from you guys and your perspective is your student athletes and that's one of the things that I think I'm biased toward it because of the fact that I've seen successful people past high school college that you know, were heavily involved in athletics and also excelled in the classroom, that that led to future success. Now, would you say that you get the sense when you're at school that teachers have a certain level of expectation or a higher expectation for you guys as student athletes because not only do you represent the school while you're there, but also on the field, on the, you know, cross country, um, you know, for your guys' meets, would you say there's any level of uh, higher expectation? Um, kind of. Like, I feel like it's the same expectation across, but I feel like athletes just kind of get a higher because we have less time to accomplish homework and work that we are given, mm -hmm. and t we have less time to study for tests. So it's kind of the same standard, but we have to work more for it. Yeah. I feel like it's not explicit, like, treating us differently. They don't say, like, you're a student athlete, you should work harder. Yeah. It's more implied. It's just, I think the general expression is, if you can work so hard on the field, why can't you show the same in the classroom? They just kind of believe, yeah. like, if you can care so much for your sport, you should be able to keep your GPA up to continue to be eligible. Yeah. No, I think it's really well said. Anything to, anything to add to that, Jody? I know I'm putting you on the spot. But um, I think they put it on. Like, yeah, they don't, like, say, like, they um, are expecting more of you or anything. But, like, it's, I think they know that they are because uh, they know that you, like, manage your time well yeah. and everything. So... Yeah, that's one of the things that I think I always used to remember is when, because they, they kind of see two different sides of you. I mean, as much as everyone loves to pride themselves that they're the same person, no matter where they are, if it's in the classroom or on the field, uh, but 
there is a, a there is a difference. I always felt like you can see a difference in somebody when they're on the field because there's a little bit more joy. You know, if for some people it's their craft, it's what they you know have put a lot lot more time into and passion into. And so I think a lot of times when teachers see that side of you, it's like I see love out there. I see the way you interact with your teammates. I see you excel, like you have talent. And I think that there's a large part of it of, I know that it's within you. So if it's within you out on the field, I think it should be within you in the classroom because you can apply that same work ethic that you put on the field right here in the classroom. So sometimes where I would probably say, I think the expectation at times can be higher. That's why, because of the fact that not everybody do they get to see you know, outside the classroom, outside of school. So when, when they see that, it's, okay, you know, I, I know I could probably push this person a little bit more. So, but uh, what I want to really say is thank you guys for your time today. This has been awesome. Uh, really nice to be able to sit down with you, just have a conversation and uh, get updated on the, on the season. I mean, this is great. Soccer's doing really well. High expectations, I know, for the ladies soccer team and uh, keep that up. And then uh, this weekend, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm I'm excited to kind of hear the results of how you guys do against all the schools in the area. It's going to be fun. And where's that meet at? Uh, Audubon Park for the Tracy Walters invite. Okay, Audubon Park, uh, home of the North Central Indians. So uh, go out and get them this weekend, and uh, go get Rogers today. All right, Elena. Thank you. All right, hey, take care, guys. Welcome back to the Pub Sports Podcast. I am now joined by two slow pitch softball players. We have Julia and DJ Freshy Fresh. Now, I want to thank you guys for both coming on and joining me today. Thank you. We're great, great to be here. Great. You mean happy? Yes. Uh, a, a lot of laughter already. That's a, that's a good sign. It should be a, a great interview with these two. Now, the uh, previous roundtable that I just sat down with, I asked them about their interest and excitement level for Chick-fil-A. Are you guys aware that Chick-fil-A is oh coming to Spokane? Gosh, I thought that God. was a lie. It's about time. I no. heard like it wasn't actually happening. No, it is, Jules. It's going to be on like, isn't it on Division? I think, well, I heard that potentially it's going to be by where that new Costco is off Highway 2 there. I'm um, not sure. Potentially. It's a little bit of a drive. Oh, well. Other people drive all the way out to uh, Wallace, Idaho to That's get true. It. So, Facts. I feel like people will be okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Now, uh... Yesterday, Anne McLean came and spoke. What was that like? Interesting. Yeah, I very. I feel like she's come to our school so much like, that yeah, I it seems almost normal. But she's a astronaut and she's been to space. And I so like yesterday or two days ago was the financial aid luncheon, and I was at that um, for receiving a scholarship. And like I was, you know, a few feet away from her, and like I said hi, and then I realized how cool it was to actually talk to an astronaut and just for her to come like have been where we are that was interesting yeah it's like it's almost like the effect has worn off of her coming and visiting it's been like it's been like three or four times (laughs) that that she's come and so like at this point it's just kind of like a normal thing we're just like oh yeah cool and McLean's back but like to other people it'd be like whoa like Anne McLean okay yeah okay no that makes sense no that's I think a real perspective to where it's like hey it was very enjoyable but again kind of heard her song and dance a little bit. Um, that's cool though. Now, uh, I had this challenge too to the uh, previous in- individuals I had. I had Jody, Elena, and Sam in here. And uh, I asked them if they could name me the five 
things that make up a profile of a graduate. So you guys as seniors, can you name me the five between the two of you? Open to growth. I, I remember right. that one. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> something religious. It's like a... Um, Julia. No, no, no. It's like religious is in it. Like... Is it just? Is it just straight up religious? I think it religious? may just be. Could it be? Could just be religious. religious. I think, I think it it's is. just yeah. religious. religious. Um, uh, oh committed, committed, committed to, to justice. justice. There you go. Yeah. Um, Res- I want to say responsible. I want to say integrity. No. I want to say something integrity. <laughs> oh, shoot, I should know this. I literally oh, no. had this as an extra credit question on a quiz in my anatomy class at the beginning of the year, and I could not do it. Who do you have for anatomy? Uh, Chris Hawley. I have. He would be. He would be so bummed. I know. So bummed. I just can't believe I haven't learned it by now. Okay. Well, your homework is apparently this. Go back and find out all five because you probably would have benefited from one more student if she could have been here. But uh, all right. We'll 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 give you guys three out of five. I think. Yeah. And that may still be failing. So we need to step that up. Oh no! (laughs) Shoot. Now uh, the uh, the pump up jams that you may listen to before a game. I'm always fascinated by that. Riff off from Pitch Perfect. Okay. Is that what we're going with? That's how you get pumped for your softball games? We've that's, changed that's, it a that's bit. That's the it's, tradition for after, or like on the bus ride back. But that's not But if we have a home game, then it's got to be before the game because we don't have a bus ride back. Like, it's only tradition this year. In the yeah. past, like ever since freshman year, we've had, it's pretty like, R&B, old rap, a lot of <laughs> that stuff. My dad has been helping out um, in the uh, doing the book and things to help the coaches. And he, every time he's like, you guys listen to this? I thought the ba- this was a baseball voice kind of thing, not softball girls. But we've lightened it up and we listen to the riff off from Pitch Perfect, yeah. as Julia said. And we're all, we all have it memorized, so, you know. <laughs> All right, so if we had to give a top three artists that are not a part of the Pitch Perfect crew or Fat Amy, now what what would be what would make up that top three artists mm. for either pump up or celebratory music for the softball team? Well, we we always include ACDC to yeah. please our coach yeah. because okay. we we feel, we feel bad, bad. <laughs> that we have so, to make him listen to all this. Yeah, <laughs> um, Afro Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then let's see. Jaden has us listen to a lot of Blueface, baby. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I guess him. I don't. I want to. Blueface, wanna, baby. You know, Tatiana. <laughs> All the new ones. That's not old. That one's new. Um, I like throwing in Kesha. My teammates don't like it, but I'm a usually little Rihanna the, too. The we music. get in a yeah, little Rihanna. Rihanna. Okay. Yeah. We like the women of pop. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Can't, that was not top. <laughs> that was. So you throw in at least for Coach Dressler, you throw in ACDC yes. to please. Oh yeah. Okay, we that's have to nice. Everyone. <laughs> now he's uh, he's a new coach for you guys this year. Mm-hmm. How's that been going? Good, actually. I feel like he's doing a really nice job stepping in. He scared me the first uh, <laughs> tryouts. He goes, uh, my pet peeve is walking. And I was like, oh man, I'm doing slow pitch softball, not cross country. <laughs> but but honestly, it's, it's worked out like, yeah, it's different than our past coaches, but I've enjoyed his coaching style. I feel like we've had a lot of coaching changes. Like every year we have a new coach though. So it's not new to us to have somebody new. True. Really. Yeah. 
Okay. Now, the season. <laughs> Give us an update. How's it going? Who's playing well? Who's hitting well? <laughs> Who's playing well in the outfield? What can you give us to update us who have not been to a game? Um, well, I don't think we've had anyone run into the fence in the outfield this year, so that's a plus. That is She's an obvious plus. I am not calling you. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've all done it. Um, yeah. Uh, I'd say, so <laughs> as far as our record shows, we don't look very good, but <laughs> I'd say we have I was this. waiting for the butt. <laughs> we have this thing where we either hit really well in the game, and defensively we can't stop anything, or we are spot on defensively and can't hit for the life of us. And not that we can't hit slow pitch. I mean, everyone hits in slow pitch, but we've been like hitting directly to their players, getting We're out, giving them easy outs. Yeah. But then not our defense mention, will be not to mention the wave that we normally have, oh, where we, we have call it one. A wave. We call it the wave. <laughs> we have like one inning where they just score a bunch, and we somebody just like starts off with like a home run. It takes us down, and then we're like, dang! And then we make a mistake, and then we're like, okay, well, yeah. energy's gone. Everybody's just like, <laughs> what is happening? Although it is better this year, yeah. I feel like it happens way less, and we stay pumped when it. Yeah, we does do a better happen. job of keeping the energy up. Yeah. yeah. Now, speaking of waves, you guys ever get the wave going in the dugout? <laughs> we should start doing that. <laughs> what about chatter? Chatter from uh, the dugout is usually pretty common in baseball or softball. Do you guys yeah. have anything that you're usually uh, trying to psych the opponents out with? Uh, oh, are you like mm. We, have we typically don't psych the other opponents out. It's more we just like annoyed lifting. By that when they're yeah, so we try not. We to try be not to be the, the <laughs> one oh, annoying team. Okay. The one right. annoying team that just like is constantly like, oh, she stole on you and stuff like that. Like, oh, that's well, so you annoying. <laughs> um, all the different songs you did in middle school to try don't and get, annoy the other pitcher and stuff. We don't really. We don't really those anymore. Much. We do more like just like cheering. Our teammates on individual like, people yeah, have like, certain ones that who's like the best. Alex Best. <laughs> yeah, we have a. Her last name is Best, so it works out perfectly. She hates it every time. She steps out of the box and stares at us, but you know, she she hits fine after, so I think it's us. Um, and then Julia, she, her number is ten, and so my friend Cassidy and I, we've been uh, we've done this since fast pitch last mm -hmm. year, and we go let's go one zero, and then we like count down, so we're all in sync, and now everyone joins in. So it's like there's always a few people that have like super designated cheers individual to them what about the we want a pitcher not no, a belly itcher does, does that still make it <laughs> well i don't think i've ever even heard what? that i remember that one or like the is she high or is she low oh is yeah i remember that one that starts with that Whoa. anyways is she higher is, is she, she low? Yeah, like the, is she faster is she slow is she in or is she out is she up, up or is she down, down? Um, and then you just keep going. I don't remember the <laughs> rest of it. Yeah. Um, but honestly, there's like one team that will play that still does them, but we're all just kind of annoyed by them now because yeah. we don't do that and it's, nobody does that anymore. We're like yeah. 17 it's more like and 18 a middle school year thing. Olds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I miss it. Now, uh, school wise, all right, you're student athletes. That's uh, something that's very important, I know, to you guys. So, obviously, with probably getting sights set on getting out of here because you're seniors. I know that's usually every goal of a senior that comes through. Uh, now, what a, what's your relationship like with your teachers? Who do you have the best relationship with? 
would you say of your teachers? This year? Mm. Yes, this year, okay. <laughs> um, okay, uh, who do I? Julia, you go first. Okay, um, I feel like I have pretty solid relationships with the majority of my teachers. Um, this year, I, m the class that I have to leave most often, like for softball, um, is just a prep period. So because that doesn't really, period. it doesn't really seem to affect much of my relationship with the teachers like it has in the in years prior, where like they get kind of annoyed with you constantly leaving class. Oh yeah, because you're just like, I'm sorry, but I have a game and I have to leave, and like they just get kind of annoyed sometimes. That but happened with me in Spanish with a uh, senior trainer, which is amazing. But we, I did leave a lot, like 15 minutes to 30 minutes early from that seventh period class so much. And so we've been working on this project since like last month. So last night it was due today. So I, my power went out last night also for no reason. So I did by candlelight, I finished that project because I was so behind. What time did you go to bed? was like 130 but that's not too bad that's it's not actually that's bad. actually Junior. pretty good for her yeah <laughs> well so if you have to leave aren't you just on your way out just lo siento i i do and then they do the bueno suerte <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and they all cheer for me and then we just go off to lose <laughs> <laughs> well, not always. We play well. That was so mean. I'm sorry. We play to the best of our we abilities. Do. We do. I honestly think we do. So good softball just sounds like a good time. I don't know. Honestly. <laughs> I'm you don't sign up because you think you're going to be winning every game. Okay. No. So now, but, but give it to me. I guess I'll, I'll open it up to this. Your four years that you've spent at prep, uh, including this year. Okay. Who is your favorite teacher in which you've had and why? All-time favorite teacher. Yeah. That I've had this year. No, no the for, all, just for all four years. years. Yeah. I loved Stigleader. Oh, his me AP too. English class was honestly probably the, my favorite English class that oh, I've so ever taken. So many people are scared of him, but like because he gives that really quiet like I'm judging you yeah, vibe like, to <laughs> to weed out all the the beginning students in that first yeah. month of he's AP like English. He's like quiet and sarcastic and witty, and you have to really listen to catch like his jokes. Mm -hmm. It was and a little I embarrassing. He's like, did get me. yeah, he's a little intimidating <laughs> at first, but. I just loved his class. It might just be because I had a lot of friends in that class, yeah. but we like because it was an AP English class. We were reading and like having like intellectual in, yeah. conversations and like deep conversations, but like simultaneously still having, still having like a lot of fun Without and like joking around and like yeah, and not a lot of stress. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So stick leader, I had him as a freshman. Was he okay. scary? <laughs> he, uh, I think we broke him though that year. Oh no! And here's why: we had a couple individuals in that class that uh, were a little squirrely, and obviously, being freshmen, you just you don't really know how to fully Act. contain everything yet, <laughs> and uh, a lot of things going on, changing. And I just remember a couple different scenarios. One in which was this: we had an individual that sat near the front of the classroom. And as opposed to covering his mouth or doing the vampire when he sneezed, putting, you know, going coughing into it or mm -hmm. sneezing into his elbow, he just turned to the side and sneezed right on the ground <laughs> and then proceeded to take his foot after kind of, cause he kind of felt bad and it was like squeaking cause Ew, he was trying to like, <laughs> 
and I believe that 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 uh, <laughs> that got Stigley to just go get out. <laughs> oh my so gosh! That was that was good, but Stigleader also his literary genius was uh, on display. It seemed like every year or every day. And uh, one thing that I really enjoyed is he goes, "You want to really impress a girl?" He goes, "When you're in the midst of something that is compromising yourself." Relate it to the Odyssey, and he goes, say that you're stuck between Scylla and Charybdis. <laughs> and he's like, there's a fork at the road, and you just don't know what to do. But you'll really, you'll really impress a girl who can <laughs> use that literary, you know, spectacle. Oh, and uh, it proved true, though, because uh, he, uh, I remember he got married. I think that it was like my, my freshman year or something, oh. or, and uh, mm-hmm. he did well for himself. He did really well for himself, and that's what he credited it to. He goes, <laughs> he goes it's not looks. By no Skill. means is it looks, but it's he's like, <laughs> it is, you know, when I can walk up to someone and just knock them off their feet with how well I speak and know, <laughs> uh, it's like, okay, this guy clearly, he knows what he's talking about, and I can see it. So that's great. No, I loved Mr. Stigler. He was a good guy, really think, good guy. I think you'd love to see meet his kid then, because it's like a spawn of him, but like in miniature. <laughs> but like form. so cute. It's and adorable, like... but like way too smart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, Julia gave us hers. Who's yours? I mean, I'd agree, and I'd say Stigler, but then. Oh gosh, there's so I'm many honestly, good teachers. I've honestly had a good run of teachers, and I've really, I don't, I maybe I'd say Senora McGann because I had her two years in a row, so I kind of got a, to know her a little better, mm-hmm. and she was just super peppy all the time, and I feel like I can be kind of peppy at times, so that's why yeah. I also really love Senora Trainer, but I've only had her for like a month. I don't know how you I think that. I love Trainer too. Because I mean, that no energy has been coming at whatsoever from this interview. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're just so boring. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> now, uh, you guys play sports after school. That's usually a commitment. I yeah. mean, it, you get done with school. You've both expressed how you've had courses in which are challenging. Ones in which you have to stay till one thirty in the morning <laughs> to finish later. projects. Uh, do you ever imagine? Gosh, it'd just be nice to go home after school. And yes. Play Sometimes we no. Uh, toward the very end of the season, especially if we aren't doing very well. <laughs> we get really kind of excited for winter because winter we none of us do basketball yeah and it's our little like three month break of going home and although I tell myself a lot in my AP classes and I'll, I'll even tell the teachers if I feel bad on a test I write them a little apology note on the test I don't know how helpful that is it never really improves my grade I just feel bad so I want to <laughs> tell them and so I usually tell them like hey softball's almost over I'll be good but I I ingrained that in my brain so much, but then I get home on those winter days. And you don't do anything until I don't you'd be do getting home anyway. And, yeah, so I don't know that. <laughs> it doesn't I really. You get so used to just not doing anything until like so much later. Yeah, starting homework oh. at eight. It's such normal. a bad habit to have. <laughs> just too much TV watching. I mean, is that it? I mean, there's I mean, a Netflix yeah, going definitely on. in the winter. I'm. Uh, We're just really good at wasting time. Yeah. You can find anything. I blame I think that's an inherent trait of uh, every high schooler, so I don't think it's alone. <laughs> exactly. Thank but you. you guys hit on something that I think that if you were probably to, to speak to younger students out there that maybe aren't at prep or just starting out you know, as a freshman, uh, that think, oh, I wouldn't have time 
I mean, do you still have enough time to get your, your studies done, your work done, and play sports effectively? If you're really determined to do all your homework and like get it all done and be fully prepared, then in yeah. theory, yes, you, you do. Just need, like, you just have to have the motivation and the, and the energy to be able to go from waking up early, go to school, have really no breaks besides like lunch, mm-hmm. um, then I go straight to an after school sport. And then get home and go straight into doing well, homework and then you all don't of your study. Yes, it take account for dinner and like showering and just like trying to talk to your parents even like and like socializing many your just... relationships <laughs> that aren't there. But you you would probably say that it kind of identifies a uh, you know a, a schedule for you. So yeah. if you're not someone that's schedulely inclined to be able to do that for yourself, sports can kind of actually that's, do that yeah. for you to where it's like. Okay, I know I have school. I know I have athletics after school. Mm-hmm. Then after, I got to make sure I utilize that two-hour period to the fullest. Yeah. Or you know, do you guys still have uh, periods during the day where you get an opportunity to maybe work on some work or go to a go to a class for extra help if you need it or something like that? This year, yeah. I don't. So my seventh but period is a prep period. Okay. Well, it's an ASE tutor prep period, so I'm technically tutoring during that period. Yeah, but, but I no one really also... comes for tutoring. Well, yeah, I'm, I, <laughs> yes, I'm, not always, I'm not always helping someone, so I often have time to okay. do at least a little bit of something, or like I can go talk to teachers if I need to, um, and then like I guess we have community period once a week, but that's usually helpful, filled but up with like, that's usually like taken from meetings or cons, which is fine. I mean, yeah, I, that class, that community period is helpful though if it is open and I definitely <laughs> utilize that on my busy weeks. <laughs> okay. But so you become smart with your time basically yeah. as an athlete. Maybe. Yeah. You also would, figure yeah. out how much you actually need to complete. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I used to be so creative with projects and stuff and I feel like based on time I have to you get <laughs> really less, good at yeah. doing just what you need to But yeah. what you're saying though and what I'm hearing is even if you didn't play sports, it'd probably still be that way. Yes. Yeah, in a Honestly, sense, yeah. sports do, yeah, kind of make you more focused. Or I they guess. just give you a reason for yeah, not you need being to on yeah. top of everything because you wouldn't be either way. It kind of gives you a valid excuse. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, community service. So when I was here, community service was we were placed at a school or an organization, and we'd go there during a period of the class or school day. Mm-hmm. And we would volunteer our time, and that was the community service for that semester. Do you guys still operate for community service that way? Um, it's changed. They they changed the format of it like last year. So we yeah, had to do year. CS. Well, this year. Oh. Wait, see, our CS hours were done not during school days. Like, we had to complete forty hours during junior year um, at like a place that you chose. Yeah. Um, a volunteer organization kind of thing like scraps i did it at vanessa behan she did it at like a hospital i no, no st margaret shelter but then i switched and used my asc tutor oh, hours yeah. so but this year instead of going out we just have like a class it's called social justice i was yeah. just in it um and it's like you learn more about it but you don't do as much i guess which is frustrating, but they're, like, trying yeah. to figure that but out. But then I for guess, people so. who, like, weren't able to complete their CS hours, like, junior year, if you have a prep period senior year, they're letting some people go and do, like, the old CS where you go and, like, do your hours yeah. during, like, your prep period. Now, do you see that as, you know, sports, I think, are something that shapes you. 
and I think that that's important. But what role does that like community service play in shaping you in addition to being someone that's a student athlete? It just gives you another perspective, I think. You just get to see the your community or through a different lens. I don't know. And like athletics, I feel like I know it's about your team, but it's also more about you. But I guess when you do do the community services and different volunteering things, it is more for the other person, somebody else instead of you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now, do you guys do anything as like a team, or have you done anything as a team for for community service or? For community service, um, I mean, we have to. Our this isn't really. This is individual for like our uh, for prep. We yeah, yeah. our softball field <laughs> has gone through a. Um, it's it's been a journey to get where we <laughs> yeah. are now. But we started freshman year where after practice, Pizzello would be like, all right, go pick rocks off the field for yeah. 20 minutes. And we would go and pick up pebbles off of the field and because we'd balls buckets <laughs> of rocks. Yes. Like buckets of rocks. And then we got to a point where it snowed so much that our thing was just flooded. So we dumped a bunch of this stuff called diamond dry on it, which just turned it into mud. So then we spent the next weekend shoveling Actually, mud off yeah. of the thing. So, but now we're finally at a good field. So like, those weren't ever during practices though, so we would like come in on weekends and things oh, like really? that. So yeah, and, and you, they, they weren't the mandatory. Cages. Yeah, and we've had to help with batting. We made new batting cages, so technically it's like volunteering, but yeah. we, it's, it's like mainly for, for us, so it's not necessarily. No, but that's still cool. I mean, it's still no one person's bigger than anyone else, and you yeah. guys have at least come together to for the greater good of the team. Yeah, yeah. and it's I I just think I feel like we've at least the class of twenty twenty those five of us seniors who have been doing it since freshman year really have a view of what it was and what it is and yeah. it's just been so different as it yeah as it's gone so talk about uh mr Pizzello. do you miss him as coach he's just such a friendly guy and i wasn't we weren't night well she didn't even do slow pitch um freshman, freshman year but she did soccer she missed out yeah she did missed out and but I, since I wasn't on varsity, he was the varsity coach, we didn't, I didn't technically have him have him, but we would do joint practices and stuff, and he was just always such a goofy guy, and then he came last year, he last was, year he helped He also. was like an assistant coach so we last did get year, to pretty much kind of like passing the program off to the next coach, but he was still there helping coaching. Yeah, um, I feel like he's just sort of like, even if though he's not the coach anymore and we don't like go to him and say like coach Pizzello not that I don't think I ever called him coach Pizzello but I just feel like he's like the the face of slow pitch he really Even is like he, in the school yeah like he's the he's like the you faculty just, you just like, think of him and he's like slow, slow pitch, pitch history yeah. <laughs> yeah and so yeah I miss him but I like he's not gone. Yeah, <laughs> he's still means. here. He's definitely he's still, still yeah. part of it. He'll still come watch yeah, a couple of our games. Can. You see cool. his little yeah. ball cap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great though. No, that really is. And he was the slow pitch coach for all the years that I was here, and super great guy. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I've popped into his classroom since being back, and you know, oh. pick up right where I left exactly. off. And yeah. He's great. He's so great with his son, too. I mm -hmm. remember seeing him interact yeah. with his son. And, mm -hmm. yeah, no, really, really a, a blessing for the prep community, for sure. For sure. Um, now, one more thing that I kind of want to ask you guys, because you could probably give me a good insight on, is uh, the the name 
the name badges, the ID tags this year. Is that new? Is that requirement? Yeah, that's no? new, and it's a I've requirement. <laughs> well, I don't know where yours is. Oh, no, it's right oh, here. Oh. Now people used to uh, do stuff to their lanyards, like people used to decorate them, put rhinestones on. I don't see either of you guys have that. We actually we talked about it. We were, well, jokingly, kind of. We were like, oh, we should all like bedazzle our lanyards. Yeah. I don't know the. A lot of, or at least for seniors in the past, you probably did this, you know, mm-hmm. take goofy photos and things like that. Because it doesn't go in the yearbook, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. But this year, we weren't allowed to, and also are required to wear them now. So I feel like none of us have the drive to make it like a good thing because because <laughs> it's kind of an, an um, a hassle right now. Yeah. But looking for this before school starts. <laughs> so, and then they're changing the food. Line. Yeah, they're completely getting rid of cash. So you have to have this in the lunch now. So if you're going to buy something, oh, you have to have your card with you. And not only that, but you have to have money on your card, <laughs> which means you have to walk over here. I like to talking to the treasure. <laughs> bring money instead of just bringing money to the line. To be honest, I never have cash in my backpack or in my wallet. So I think it's fine because this is what my parents do. So. Okay. I know I said last thing, but I actually want to know this. You guys have been so enjoyable coming in and doing this interview. <laughs> lots of laughs, a lot of, lots of smiles. You guys have a great relationship, it seems. What is it something that all of you guys bring a piece of that to, to softball that make it just that enjoyable? Or is there a couple people that you know you would say that really bring that energy and that funness to uh, to softball every day. I feel like you could definitely pinpoint a couple people that you're like, wow, they really are always like energetic in here. But overall, I feel like we everyone all, everyone is like, I mean, brains apart and like, we all have like a lot of us have different like handshakes with each other. Oh yeah, okay. we and we so, need to make a video. Everyone has really their own YouTube. like kind of handshake with, with like different people. They're so and, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them are stupid, some of them are really but, like simple um, and basic, but like. Some of them are kind of cool. Yeah, and also, like, Julia and I have known each other since, like, fourth grade because we went to middle school together. So, like, yeah, we were already friends. But Mm. some of my – well, I guess our bestest friends, we met through Slow Pitch. And then, like – and they're obviously still doing it. And I feel like if you see anybody in the hall that's, like – normal to be like hey what's up and you literally will do your handshake with them so like in the hallway (laughs) even if they're yeah we have some quiet people on our teams but they still you can like if they have a smile on their face you know it's like working or everything okay yeah I don't know. I, it's it's a fun atmosphere despite our losing streak. Yeah, we, we still have a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah, even when we're not doing the best. After thirty minutes of sitting down, I still do not know the record. And by the way, I guess for good reason. I guess I don't know. But they have a great time. So if you are someone that has been on the fence about playing slow pitch softball, I have to say. Uh, for something that would be a rockin' good time, I would say go out for slow pitch softball. Uh, DJ and Julia are proof of that. And uh, you guys both play fast pitch too? Yes. Yep. Okay, so it, you have not missed your opportunity. If you missed out on slow pitch, <laughs> come out fast for fast pitch. Oh, yeah. And uh, maybe even see Mr. Pizzello there every once in a while. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. Yep. Okay, thank you guys so much for joining yeah. me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. We have reached the all-in segment. Scott Alford joining us, bringing yeah. us the questions. We're all in if we like it. We're all out if we don't like it. Yeah. And uh, let's get right to it. Okay, Nate. No game this week for prep. I hate bye weeks. Yeah, it's a bummer. They're boring. Mm-hmm. You're forced to watch much of schools you don't normally watch, but 
big game tonight and uh not nc sorry uh mount spokane and cv huge game should tell a lot as far as if cv is the real deal and if mount spokane is really as good as they thought they were to start the season yeah test good test for both teams i would agree with that for sure yeah but uh let's get to the all-in segment come on what do we got all right easy easy all right all in the kind of a mixed bag today on the all in try to usually try to do themes but i have mixed bags so this one's kind of a fun one all right Nate, right off the bat breakfast for dinner you all in on that yeah i'm all in on that i love eggs uh little eggs and cheese uh bacon toast whatever it may be i like uh i like breakfast for dinner even probably breakfast for lunch that's even a, a good one for me uh and but it's got to be homemade homemade breakfast for dinner i don't really like what else would it be you mean if you go well, out yeah i don't because i mean i'm not really into the syrups or pancakes or waffles outside of the house i like the mm. homemade versions of those you like the power cakes power cakes power cakes are good good protein content too uh so yeah no i would probably say all in on breakfast they make for waffles dinner. too did you know that yeah Okay. Yeah, I, I do. I you do know like everything that. about power. Everything. Right. Yes. No. I. I'm the one who told you about the power cakes. <laughs> okay. Um. What, what about yourself? Yeah, I'm all in. I like breakfast for dinner once in a while. You know, pour a bowl of cereal. You're good to go. Mm. No, it. That would be my caveat. It has to be a hot breakfast. That's a good point. But I do. I mean, cereal is not bad if you're if you're in a pinch. And you How about what to... I made you the other night? That was really good. It was it was uh, eggs cheese and chili so yeah. some chili eggs it was chili, good like almost like a chili omelet yeah. with an italian sausage with it yeah that was delicious mighty yeah. delicious i think a lot of people like breakfast for dinner yeah so when i can remember when i was a kid that was always a special treat <laughs> little did i know when i got older it was because it's easy fast and my mom was be just being lazy yeah so. <laughs> but you switch it up you know you go between the eggs or egg beaters so it's a uh, which I knew earlier this week, it was the egg beaters. It was not the eggs, Correct. not the true eggs. Correct, because I'm over 50. <laughs> Keeping the cholesterol low. All right. So we're both all in on that. Okay, all in or all out, Nate. Eating shelled, or um, that's the wrong way to say it. <clears throat> Eating shell peanuts. So you're telling peanuts me, like, in a shell at like at the, at the ballpark, you crack the yeah. peanut open, you eat the peanuts on the inside. I like that. I think that's nice, and it's something liberating about cracking open up the uh, peanut shell and then throwing it right down on the ground if you are at a ballpark. That's really nice. <laughs> that, I do like that. That's liberating. All right. <laughs> well, just because the fact that you don't have to throw it away, it's like it's your passive aggressive way to litter. Well, it's but it's like <laughs> widely accepted. It's not like it's frowned upon. It's where else are you going to put the peanut that, shell? That's why you throw your shells down with uh, vengeance. Exactly. If I can get a little extra crack by hitting the pavement, even better. I'm, uh, so you're all in on that. Yeah, I'm all in. Okay, I am, I eat them, but I'm all out. Because the only time I eat peanuts like that is if I'm at a ball game. I don't go out and buy a two-pound bag of peanuts in a shell and bring them home. Well, you don't live. You know what's funny, though? I do eat pistachios. Yeah, and you drive me nuts with how you constantly <laughs> dig your hand through the pistachio shells like you're searching for that one missing one when you could just have two separate bowls. Yeah. 
because you always pull up one that there's no way in heck you could possibly open. No. And <laughs> I, I think I ruined pistachios for myself. They're an expensive nut, but I went too hard at the pistachios when the diabetes diagnosis came through. Oh, they're good, though. They are. Okay. So I, I'd have to say all out, although I do I do eat the penis in the shell at a ball game. And they, for some reason, they taste better at a ball game. I yeah, that's true. It's the air. Maybe it's the smells. Yeah. The hot dogs and all that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you all in or all uh, all out? I have turned my cell phone completely off in the last month. Mm, no. I mean, I, I'm all out on that because of the fact that <laughs> that's next to impossible. There's way too many things in this day and age that if I were to turn... Forget about social media because everyone wants to go to that and say... Oh, that's just because that's your crutch or, you know, you need that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not necessarily just that. It's navigation. I mean, if you just want to go somewhere that you're not as familiar with, it's punching that into your phone at night. You know, it, it, always in the back of your head, or at least my head, is if someone were to need me somehow and they were to reach out to me via Look my cell you. phone. you. Everyone needs you. No, it's, yeah. it's hardly that. <laughs> yeah. But it's just that thought in the back of your I'm head. I'm needed. I must have my phone on. <laughs> Exactly. You okay. know, it's just for those loved ones out there. I can't there. do that to the people that need me. <laughs> exactly. You flip it and you turn it to a, the absolute positive. All right. That if somebody were to need you, you would be available. Now, uh, the one scenario I could see it as one in which you would actually sought out and seek and want to turn off your cell phone is if it's a reason being work and you really want to escape work that bad to turn off that cell phone would probably be right up your alley but no there's too many things associated with it that i i don't know i couldn't i couldn't turn it off and don't turn it off All i out. think yeah i think that the uh the needing is you needing to be able to access on your phone yeah um but for other people for the greater good <laughs> even though i was giving you a bunch of stuff about that i'd have to say i'm i'm all out on that i have i haven't done that either yeah I have too much stuff that goes. I, I, the funny thing is, we have phones now, and we hardly ever use them as phones. No, it's a camera. It's navigation. Camera, it's... email, um, text messaging, mm-hmm. accessing another app, so you can send a text message through that app. Yeah. Or a message. Yeah. Well, what I want to know though is this: anyway. the the larger phones now that they come out with where if you are an iPhone user, you have the normal iPhone and then you have the iPhone X or XS or Pro now. And so it's almost as if they're trying to make the screen bigger so it's more than just a phone, but those are almost too big. You know, I want the compatibility of a computer in my hand, but Mm -hmm. not when it encompasses both hands. It kind of defeats the purpose to me. Yeah. I think most people now, they don't even use... Does anybody buy a laptop anymore? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'll i use mine, obviously, for this. It makes it rather convenient. But if I have a choice, it's kind of nice just to be on the iPad. Because you can even use your phone now and hook it to a printer, right? Yeah, wirelessly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we just walk around with laptops in our shirt pocket now or mm-hmm. our pants pocket. Which I love, a front pocket. If I If my phone could fit comfortably in the front pocket, I would be all about that. But a little too heavy still. Okay. Um, all in or all out. I have more 
more than four pairs of tennis shoes. Tennis shoes meaning not just tennis, but running shoes, you know, a generic kind of tennis shoe. All I have in. more than four. All in. I have more than four for sure. Mainly because of the fact that in today's day and age, shoes, shoes and socks are a, uh, are a, a staple in someone's attire. I think if, you mean a statement. Look at me. I have these expensive yes, Nikes those, on. Those are statement, but they're a staple <laughs> in your uh, daily attire. Like you need a good pair of shoes. And it's not because of comfort, because we know with many of people that walk around, it's not because the shoe's comfortable, but it's because it looks cool. And uh, so I would say that that is vitally important to fit in with the, the younger hip generation. You know, you need to have some cool shoes. And so what kind of a statement do you make when you wear your Rawlings tennis shoes? R- Rawlings? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, just like you with your New Balance 470s. No. Now, uh, but yeah, no, that, that is important because also you need color schemes. You need ones that are more your white pair, more of your, yeah, so hey, you I don't care if they staples. get dirty. Must have at least one white pair and must have one, you know, at least one dark pair. Yeah, and then from there it's just... It's it's probably that one thing that you walk into a store and you just can't resist. Shoes are an obvious draw whatever store you go into. So all in on four plus pairs of tennis shoes for sure. Yeah, I am too. I am too because I have running shoes and then I have I have some shoes that are statement shoes like you were talking, you know, fashion plate shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of which I don't even wear. Just can't get myself to throw them away. Yeah, this man over here loves wearing certain shoes just for the fact that, and it's always it's always some guy approaches him that he'll be out in public and he'll have some random guy come and go, man, where'd you get those shoes? Yeah, and it's, it, that's the, right. The story never changes though. So it's, are you telling me that just every time that people are so drawn to the calves no, that's and usually, the shoes that you're wearing that they're like, man, where'd you get those? That's usually because of the... Uh, that's usually because I'm wearing that particular shoe. Like I have a pair of the, the white Nikes with the black swoosh, with the black sole. Your Air Maxes. Yeah. Yeah. They don't make them anymore. So people don't see them. So when they do see them, they go, hey, where, man, where'd you get those shoes? <laughs> and I just look at them. You can't get them anymore. Get out of my way. No, anyway. Yeah, so I'm all in on that too. All right. Okay, and then the last one. Wait, you're, dog, you're dogging us? That was only four, right? Or was that five? No, that's four. Okay. So the, the last one. This is this is five? Yeah. Oh, okay. The last one, all in. I can count to five. No. <laughs> okay. No. All right. All in or all out? Fish and chips. Hmm. That's a tough one because of the fact that if I were to put it up against like chicken strips and fries, which is the near close equivalent. I'd be torn. It probably depends on where you get them. I would say if you're to venture over to the Seattle area and you're right by the pier and some of the places there that serve fish and chips that are truly fresh fish, you know, fresh cod, I'd go for it. You know, I'd probably be all in. But a lot of the things that go with fish, not as in favor of the tartar sauce. I don't like that. Uh, but the the, the beer-battered stage of my life is uh, quickly going away. So I'd probably be all out for that reason. Uh, I just I can't take the, the mass amount of bread around fish and chips nowadays. So 
yeah, I'm a little more health conscious. I know I'm boring, but I'm just, I'm not for it. Yeah, way to bring everybody down. Yeah, look at me. I've got issues. Yeah, you're the guy that goes out and <laughs> orders, uh, yeah, so I'll have a steak and uh, broccoli and spinach or whatever. Yeah, make other people feel bad about what they're having. That's why you, exactly why you do it, too. Look <laughs> at me. I'm healthy. Um, I am all out. Fish and chips is disgusting. <laughs> I would much rather have uh, chicken, like you said, you know, um, and the, you know, the problem with the, uh, the problem with the fish is the batter is that really kind of bready batter mm-hmm. and it, and it gets soggy real fast. And people who like fish and chips, a lot of people will use that, uh, malt vinegar, which stinks to high heaven. The whole thing's disgusting. Uh, every fish and chips place should close. It's it's a pretty smelly whole meal. I mean, the fish is a little smelly. I know some the people love it. The vinegar is pretty smelly. The tartar sauce is a little smelly. So all of the tartar. above. Tartar. Yeah, all, all of the above. That is, is pretty, disgusting. Mayonnaise with pickle relish in it. Can't do it. And some dill. Cannot do it. And it's yeah. <laughs> can't win with people, them. Watching people dip their French fries in a tartar sauce. That is the absolute most disgusting thing. It's it's almost as close to the Chick-fil-A sauce that I can't stand either. <laughs> that's like that's like ketchup and mayonnaise or something like that mix. Hey, we may be experiencing Chick-fil-A here in Spokane. We, that's the rumor. I believe we will. We'll I see. think it's going to be right off Highway 2. Fingers crossed that that actually comes through. Yeah. But I was just talking with kids at prep that they actually, they know people that will drive to Idaho because there's one in Idaho just to get Chick-fil-A. Or Del Taco. Okay. Yeah. You go to Del Taco with for your quesadilla. Yeah, and no there's a Popeye's chili. there too. Love Popeye's. Yeah, I had another kid bring that up where we were about to get into that debate of <laughs> yeah, Popeye's. Popeye's versus Chick-fil-A. Popeye's it's not even is awesome. close. It's well, they're two different close. things. Okay, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but they're two different things. You go to Popeye's for that chicken, for Popeye's chicken. Chick-fil-A has good chicken, but it's not, I don't know. It's not so unique. It's like, oh, that's Chick-fil-A. You Which know? is, you have not been enough. You have not been I've enough. I've been several times. Hey, my pleasure. You know, it's about the dining experience inside there. They have outstanding service. They do. They do, and they're closed on Sundays. I yeah. kind of I, I dig that for their employees and stuff. Respect. Sure. So uh, that was all in segment this week. Now, a little bit of a bummer, obviously, bye week, but much needed rest for the Bullpups. It did give us an opportunity to focus in on some other sports within the area, and uh, that was nice. I mean, sat down with some cross-country runners, sat down with, you know, a uh, soccer player, some slow-pitch softball uh, gals. Uh, no volleyball. Our our volleyball uh, player wasn't able to make it. Too busy uh, actually in school taking a test. So that, uh, that was unfortunate, but uh, really a good opportunity, really fun interviews, and, uh, yeah, we're growing. And the last uh, episode for us had over 400 plays. I'll take it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where it came from, but I'll take it. And if you go on uh, Nate's Facebook page for the uh, Pups Sports Podcast, Podcast. Yep. let us know what you think of the all-in segments. If you want us to keep doing them or you don't like them, or if you have some ideas for some all-ins or all-outs, that'd be great too. Um, we'd like to hear from you, but um, 400 listeners, that's not bad. Yeah, and also, too, if you are interested in emailing the show. Because of me. Yeah, and so clearly (laughs) it was just a weekly show last week that it exploded. So, But uh, the uh, 
Oh, e- yeah. <laughs> the email address for the show is pupsports1 at gmail.com, too, if you want to email us a question, thought, how you don't like us, how you do like us, whatever it may be, you're more than welcome to go ahead and do that as well. Now, one last thing, we'll close the show with this. Uh, the Mead game last week. Really impressive. We didn't really give thoughts on it after the fact because it was such a dominant performance. It seemed like the Bullpup's first complete game, you know, putting up 31 points in a game mm-hmm. in which each quarter had good production from the offense. The defense absolutely shut down Ryan Blair, that quarterback from Mead, who has offers from every kind of D3 school in Washington, and they made him look pedestrian. I mean, he, he looked rattled. He didn't have a completion. I felt like over 10 yards, and... You know, that defense, again, was just dominant, and that that offense finally, finally showed up. And one more thing about that offense is they keep playing every week with borderline JV kids on the offensive line. And Bob, Bob, I think more than ever, is proving this year what kind of O-line coach he is, that literally you can give that guy anyone, and he'll he'll fake it enough to win games and win big games too yeah, bob's a good he's a good coach i coached with him um for a few years bob's a good guy and he's a good coach uh no question about that and he one thing he does really well with the offensive line is he makes them a cohesive unit mm-hmm. you know that's that's his whole philosophy got to work as one and all that and he does a really good job with that pups uh the pups defense against Meade, they did not dominate in the first quarter they played well enough to take advantage of Meade's mistakes. And then as the game wore on, I think they really started to take control of the game. But if you go back and you look at the game, Meade's first two drives, they drove right down the field and then self-destructed. But that's not to say that, that, uh, you know, that Prep's defense didn't play well. They played well enough. They, They bended. They didn't break. Um, and like I said, they did take advantage. I think Meade's whole night really turned when they went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. What was that? I think that was the first or the second series. Well, no, it was the very first series. They drove down inside the 20. They went for it on fourth down. They ran that slip screen and the ball got batted down. Yeah, so it was the first first series. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that set the tone. Had Meade scored on that first drive, I think the tone of the game, and I'm not saying that they would have won, but I do think that the the tone of the game would have been a little different, um, because the second drive they came down and I think they fumbled, they either fumbled or they got stopped again or they tried to. I can't remember. It, it, was it a just week seemed. Ago. It just seemed but, from that point forward, you hit on it that it just it, their offensive plays that you could pick out and were memorable. What uh, crushed me went away. What really crushed me is what happens to a lot of teams that play prep. Eight nine. 10, 12 play drives, just methodically going down the field. And and the defense begins to get a feeling like we cannot stop them. It's demoralized. You can watch the kids on the field. I was on the sideline for most of the game. And I, I coached for a long time. And you can see it in players when it starts to, they start to get demoralized. Like we, we cannot stop this. And it's that constant pound, 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 pound that prep does, which of course, and then they throw the dagger where they'll throw uh, off a little play action pass. They'll throw something over the middle, sometimes deep. Um, 
and generally speaking, the receiver's wide open. <laughs> yeah, your your man, your guy this year, Evan Duchesne, not only is perfect from field goals, <laughs> he's only missed one extra point, and the man has now two touchdowns. Yeah, receiving touchdowns. Number so, eighty-five. Number eighty-five, Evan Duchesne. Yeah, really, really happy for him. And uh, yes, it, you know, wide open in that mid game. It wasn't even close. Really easy ball for Ryan McKenna to throw, which that brings me into kind of to that point. They've settled on to Ryan. It looks like he's the guy now. And I think that that was probably a big game for his confidence in the sense that, you know, he put together roughly four quarters. Yeah. That was nice. And I think that probably the other thing that guys that stepped up in that game is I feel like their wings played a little better in that mid game. Mm-hmm. They actually ran the ball a little better. It looked like they got out in open field and they blocked well. I think the penalties were down too. Yeah. Which I'm sure that that was a major point of emphasis during the week. Um, no, it was good. I mean, prep, When whenever prep plays Meade, they tend to have kind of a a common look about the game. Mm-hmm. And that was a typical prep Meade game. Prep would, or, you know, Meade starts out quick, move the ball pretty well, and then kind of implodes for whatever reason. It's it's something about they've had Benji Sonison's number at Meade for years now. Ever since he's been there, and I think he's been there seven years now, he's not beat Prep once. And it's he's even made T-shirts, beat Prep. He's been vocal about prep is the team to beat even in his article at the very beginning of the season and the spokesman and it's something about he cannot figure out i think as long as he's there he'll never beat prep because this if, if all years i would have thought this was his year to beat prep because prep was a little vulnerable trying to figure out their quarterback situation you know banged up on the offensive line young at defense and he couldn't do it and this uh, you know you could argue this year was one of the more blowout fashions that he's lost to prep by. Especially because Meade was big. They had size on their side for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you brought up Ryan McKenna, quarterback for prep. He is small. Yeah. You don't, when you sit in the stands and you see him, you can, you, you can, you can tell he's not as big as the, other, as the other kids that are playing. When you get down on the sideline and you watch him, he looks like a sophomore. Yeah. He is small, but he's he's tough. And when you run that kind of offense, you have to be tough because you're you're gonna get hit almost every play, whether you have the ball or not. Um, and and uh, you know, generally speaking, um, in that offense, you're going to have at least two to three defenders that are converging on you. So he he's a tough kid. It was it was fun to hear uh, Ryan's brother Connor, who played in 2015 mm-hmm. and won that state title. And uh, I asked him before the game because there was pretty big hype around Voigtlander for me, number 11 for them. Played he plays outside linebacker and D uh, D end. And uh, you know I'd kind of made a comment to him of you know I that 11's being looked at by some schools within the area and mm-hmm. pretty big guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, I think our number 11's going to outperform him tonight. You just watch. <laughs> and it was uh, it was cool because then you know in that third quarter Ryan ripped off that eighty yard touchdown run and and so and he played he played well enough to win and that was a backbreaker play oh uh, yeah f- opening drive of the third quarter and they ran I don't know if they if they trap blocked it 
I don't know if they trapped it or it was just a midline play and, and uh, Ryan kept the ball, but he faked a jet sweep to the wing, pulled the ball, ran right up the center of the line. No one touched him for 76 yards. Yeah. That was an absolute backbreaker mm-hmm. for Meade. Yeah, because that was—I think that was Prep's first possession in the second yeah, half. Yeah, it was opening in the third quarter. Yikes! Anyway, so that's good. It's behind him now. So they've—they've got a—they got a bye this week to heal up, get some rest, um, kind of enjoy being a high school kid, and then they get back at it next week. Yeah, I—I'm uh, really intrigued by that Ferris game, and here's why: that—that that Ferris team, any any year out team, I'm always kind of leery of. Typically, well coached. They run the football too, and they'll be tough. And they'll be tough. And Prep already has Very physical, pretty uh, big rivalry with Ferris. I know they've they even got into it a little bit with Ferris and the summer camp at Border League, and to the point where they kind of called the the scrimmage they had at Border League because it was getting too chippy. And so yeah. I just know, it, for some reason, I have this feeling that that game next week will be the closest game all season. Like a lot that, of that will be a back and forth game. Yeah, I, I just think that that's it's one in which, you know, <laughs> will be well worth the trip to Albi to There's watch a, it. Like most schools in the GSL, they don't like prep, um, but there really is a a thing between Ferris and uh, Gonzaga Prep, um, coaching in it and being around it. It it is a it is a thing for sure, um, so it'll be it'll be good. That's a week from today. Week so, from today, yeah. yeah. So uh, and that's at Albi. At Albi, that dump of a place. Now <laughs> the uh, the one thing that bothers me about that Albi Stadium is if you look at the center of the stadium, it looks like a like black pit, mm-hmm. like all the beads have converged into the middle of the field. And it's like they haven't treated that field since they put in the stadium. I mean, run yeah, one of those fields hard through it. Yeah, it's I don't know. That's not. That's a whole nother show <laughs> about Albie Stadium. But uh, yeah. anyway, that's next week, and we'll I guess we'll we'll probably do a show before that game. Yeah, absolutely. So, we'll uh, we'll have Coach McKenna. We'll back. break it down. We'll have all the all the Ferris prep info that you need right here. Yeah, so we'll have Coach McKenna back next week for his weekly coaches interview. Holy smokes, man! Holy smokes, men. We'll have some uh, player <laughs> interviews again. We'll get some more football guys on the show. And then uh, be ready for Friday night. Now, uh, Open House is coming up on October 20th. We'll circle the calendar for that. Also, the crab feed at the end of the month as well. And uh, thank you to all of those that came out for the finan- financial aid luncheon. Uh, the Open Anna House, Plank. that's the one they do on Sunday? Yeah. That's If you're thinking about going to prep or you know somebody that might want to go to prep, that's a great thing to go to. Mm-hmm. It's relaxed. You get to meet all the teachers, and they have refreshments. I think that's also one of the teachers' favorite day, where they have to come to school, basically a work day, on a Sunday. I think yeah, they, they enjoy that. that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, come out to Open House. Uh, go to the Crab Feed if you're interested in that as well. And then, uh, yeah, thank you again to Ann McClain for coming and being our speaker at the Financial Aid Luncheon and also speaking to the kids. At the Crab Feed, do you actually get to feed the crabs? (laughs) Maybe I misunderstand. All right. (laughs) 
So anyway, uh, enjoy your week off. And uh, as always, go Pups. <laughs>